Uh, let's see. So how how was your day today? Uh, I got up, went to a meeting, a different place that I usually go to. Hmm. So what was the thing about this meeting or this place? Uh, nothing much. We just talked about, uh, like, what to do when you're feeling like, uh, something isn't right and shit like that. Like something what? Like something isn't right and you're just feeling unbalanced and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. I don't know. What do they tell you to do when you think something's not right and you're unbalanced? Eh, a lot of different people have a lot of different opinions on that one. Okay. That's a weird thing, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes weird topics like that come up. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm confused on that one here. I mean, like... I don't know, I mean, I don't feel like that too much. I'm trying to think, like, when that I've felt that way. I think... Probably... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about balance because I don't know what the fuck balanced is anyway, but <laughs> I don't know. I felt like something wasn't right, like certain times, like certain times when I was in a depression or, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking maybe like when I was doing opium and I'd like wake up like in the uh my friend's house, like, that I fell asleep, like, in, at his house, and was like, okay, usually I don't just, like, fall asleep in this dude's house, that's kind of weird, and then going back home, it's like, okay, I'm just gonna do all this fucking normal organized shit, and I'd be, like, super organized, because, like, I really was fucking out of my mind to, like, just crash at this dude's house and shit, back in the, but that was, like, back when I was, like, you know, 18 and shit, just... Ah, so it's been a long time for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I don't even, you know, like, that's just a weird, you know, because most of the time something's not right, really, and you know, but I never felt like things were that odd. I don't know. I don't know, that's a weird way of looking. I don't know. Like, most of the time I felt that was way when I was younger. So. I mean, it's kind of different than feeling like you're in a long night that doesn't end, which I've had that. That's more of an acid thing. <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but uh, who knows? And then the one guy came in talking about he wanted a sponsor, but he wants a sponsor with some years and I'm just like, that sounds like another dude ready to relapse. With some years. Yeah, like, these dudes come in like, I want somebody with five, ten years of fucking clean time, at least. Well, no, I mean, that makes sense, because you want to, like, if you're going to try to not do it, you want to get advice from somebody who's been off it for a long time. I think that kind of makes sense. Why would that not make sense? Because you're getting the same program. It doesn't matter who you're, how long their clean time is. Well, I mean, whether it's the same program or not, just somebody that's been been doing it for a long time probably could 
knows a lot more about trying to, to, to stay sober or whatever and could probably tell you more about that shit. You know? So to me, it's like experience always is a good thing. You know, like if uh, you're trying to figure out how to do it, you know, whether the program is the same or not, it's like it still would, you know, you get better advice from somebody who has experience, like learning how to do it. Cause like, I don't know how to do a lot of shit. So I'm always like, I'm always feeling like the stupid dude that's always asking people that know how to do shit better than I do how to do shit. Cause it's like, I mean, there's even times when I've like asked younger people for help because I thought they were better at dealing with certain shit than I was, you know? So I don't know. I mean, it's just every dude that I've seen that, like, is being picky like that about a sponsor ended up relapsing. Okay. Okay, well, I'm not, I'm not in this, you know, I'm not in this this trip, so I'm not, you know, I don't, you're the one who knows more about this. Again, you have a little bit more experience than I have since I'm not even, I'm probably never going to try to stop doing anything. <laughs> Because, like, the one guy, like, he was like, oh, it's got to be somebody with prison time. It's got to be somebody with, you know, at least five years clean time. And they got to kind of be scary. And I'm just like, dude, you're not going to find that guy. <laughs> Maybe. Like, why do, why do people want to get scared into doing what they think they want to do if they really want to do it. like I don't get that I don't want to get scared by you know, I don't want to get in that I hate that kind of shit like I just you know like I hate that fucking intimidation bullshit well, that's why I'm like like they're looking for the perfect fucking sponsor and it doesn't exist you know well I'm not gonna say it doesn't exist but like finding a sponsor that's good for you as someone who's had three sponsors, it's like, you know, it's not easy to find someone, like, it's better to just have somebody that knows what the fuck they're talking about and can teach you how to do it. It's like... Okay, well, like what? I didn't know you went through three of them, so what happened with the other two sponsors that they wound up... Uh, well, one of them I still work with. There's only one that I don't work with out of the three. Okay, so, like, what happened with the other one? Or what happened with the one you don't work with and what happened with the other one that you're not working with as much now or whatever, that you half work with? <laughs> uh, it's just that I finished the 12 steps in A for my sponsor. And, uh, well, for my A sponsor. And, like, you know, he was like, oh, you know, it's getting around time for you to go through the steps again. And I was like... You know, I want to work these NA steps before I go and work the AA steps again. Okay. Because I would get guys that would be like, oh, I'm only going to do NA. So, like, I didn't want that excuse from guys to not work the steps just because they're like, oh, I want this program. I want that program. Well, now soon I'll be versed in both of the major programs. So... Okay, so, like, what's the... I'm still trying to figure out what's the difference between... Because if, if it's all 12 steps, like, what's the difference between NA and AA? 
AA's more for alcohol only, like especially with the old timers. Like they're like that. Yeah, and then like Narcotics Anonymous is like for all drugs. Okay, but what's the difference? I mean, it's the same 12 steps. So, like, do they have 12 different, completely different steps? Or, uh, or the withdrawals aren't as bad for alcohol as it is for, like, probably, at least, I mean, probably heroin's the, the, the worst withdrawals. So. Uh, like, their steps are similar, but... They're different, though. Like, some of them are, like, word for word the same, but then some of them are completely different. Okay, well, what's one that's completely different in NA that's than from AA? I'd have to look at the steps. Because I don't have them memorized. Okay, well, don't worry about it. I mean, I just, like... I just don't get, like, I, I wouldn't think it's that different. They're not. Okay. It's just one likes more paperwork than the other. Okay, so any is more paperwork? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Freaky. Yeah, like, my NA sponsor, he wants me to write out the first chapter and replace the words... Uh, we and us with I and me and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, pretty freaky. Glad I glad I didn't do what you're doing, man. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah, I'm not scared of work. Okay. I don't know, just like, if you got to go through that much crap in order, you know, or, I mean, first, I wouldn't want to stop doing anything in the first place, but uh, if you got to go through that much crap to stop doing something, it's like, why the hell would you want to stop doing it? Yeah, like they say, changing an old way of life for a new way of life. Okay. Freaky. I don't know. I like my old way of life. <laughs> yeah, I liked it until it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah, well, life itself hasn't been fun for a long time, but that's like life. You know, it's like the more sober I am, the less fun it is. So, you know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, but that's just because, or at least, you know, at least without a check, you know. It's just like, you know, this life isn't fun, so fuck it. That's why life is the bad thing, and, you know, we should be, I don't know, life is just the bad thing. Yeah, but the other sponsor I was working with that was an NA sponsor, like, he was just, like, telling me to read the book and follow the book, and it's like, dude, why am I talking to you if you're just going to tell me to read the book and study on my own. Okay. Well, what's the difference with the people that aren't just telling you to read the book? Like, what's the thing you're getting out of it from what they're saying? Well, actual direction. Like, you know, like more hands-on. Oh, okay. 
It's not just uh, like, oh, read the book, buddy. Everything's in the book. It's like, dude, they say specifically that you're not supposed to just read the fucking book or else because you're doomed to fail because you basically don't really have a sponsor. Oh, okay. Like, your sponsor's there to give you advice and shit like that on stuff you don't understand or, you know, life problems and things like that. And it's like, this dude didn't want to give me advice, didn't want to, you know, like, be hands-on when working the steps. It's just like, dude... Like, you're literally the type of sponsor that it says not to get in the book. Okay. I don't know. That's, uh... Now I'm thinking hands-on. That kind of sounds like some weird, uh... That kind of sounds like a sexual thing there, miss. <laughs> of course you've got to make it sexual. Of course, you know? If any chance, I'll turn it into something sick. Like, hi, my name is Kinko. I'm your sponsor. You said you wanted someone hands-on. Ooga. Yeah, birds. Nice and kinky. Okay, so you went to this meeting. So then what happened after you you came back from the meeting? Uh, fuck. Just ain't been managing to get shit done. Like... Like, binge-watching shows or sleeping. It was hard to sleep in this damn apartment. Yeah. Right on. I can dig it. And I've just been, uh... I don't know, what have I been... I haven't done much of shit. Just, uh... Eight... Uh, you know... Doing a radio station in my head most of the day... Tripping on, uh, I don't know, ate some, ate munchies. Uh, I said that already, said that twice. So I haven't done pretty much, I haven't done much today, like usual. But, you know, I don't have anything, I don't have a life right now and I don't care and you know, all that. I'm just like, you know, no purpose, all that shit. So... I know. Had one of my hot pockets stolen. <laughs> and I can kind of guess who did it this time, but I'm not trying to guess. But uh, whenever your stuff gets stolen, everybody says I, they didn't do it. So it's like there's no point in trying to confront people anymore when they steal your shit. But luckily, at that point, some dude that took some of my stuff because he didn't know that it was my stuff got me some of his munchies, so I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to still have enough, unless somebody else decides to steal something, which would suck if they do, and maybe, you know, I don't know, but uh, unless someone decides to steal something, then I'm okay for munchies till I get money, so. But somebody got me some munchies to replace the munchies that got stolen. So that was, uh, that was cool. And, uh, I don't know, just,
chance to drink a beer earlier today. Got a little buzz in the mid mid late afternoon, so that was good. It was like one of those like it was like sixteen ounce beer, but enough to get me a little buzz. So that was good, and uh, made the day a little bit more fun. <laughs> Or made everything a little more fun. So what the hell? And uh, that's about it. Nice. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. I'm Kyle Chaos. So okay, we're yeah. Got 30 minutes left on InfoWars. Okay, yeah, let's do some InfoWars. Sounds good. Now, what you see now, now, you'd think InfoWars should get into the to the hooker business because then they could have InfoWars. Yeah, I think they're too conservative for that. Okay, well. Maybe somebody could do a, a, a porno movie called Info Horrors. <laughs> I don't know. You know I mean, everybody goes out of their way to fucking, like, the new Spider-Man movie was making fun of them and shit. Like Alex Jones. Yeah, no, but that's because the, the, the media, or just a lot of people are really trying to bag on, 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 him because he's he's like the big the big talk show host that a lot of the mainstream people want to bag on now it's like you know a lot of people wanted to bag on the patriot movement in the 90s and and uh, but there wasn't like a specific person that was as much of a it's like the closest to a homeopathic retrieval of the patriot movement was bo greitz when he was alive and uh or i think i think he's dead now he might still be alive but i thought he died Maybe he isn't, but uh, like Bo Greitz was the closest to the homeopathic retrieval of uh, the Patriot movement before Alex Jones came in, and now he's the the homeopathic uh, retrieval of that scene. So he's like the embodiment of that scene. So everybody that wants to make fun of that scene makes fun of him, and usually picks him as the one to make fun of. Because he's like the human embodiment of the patriot movement in the media scene. You know, and then pathology results show 93% of people who died after being vaccinated were killed by the vaccine. Well, how did the other 10% die? <laughs> 7%. Yeah, okay, so yeah, how did... Well, no, then it would be 93%. So it's 5%? No, 93% died from being Okay, vaccinated. so what happened to the other 7%? Uh, let me see. Autopsies of those who died within six months of taking injection... Reveal post-inoculation adverse effects are not rare events, as reported by the media.gov. 
but are in actuality frequent events. They may be, in fact, universal with the severity and damage different for each recipient. Supposed to stay, you know. Now that I now that I found out it was clean, I'm supposed to stay off of it for probably the next hour while it's clean. But I don't know, or half an hour while it's clean. But I don't know if it's been a half an hour yet. I can't tell with my phone right now because I'm on the phone. What time it is? Well, I think this is a nothing burger article because, like, the coroners are not willing to say. That I'll fuck up the bathroom. Fuck it. I don't care. Fuck. I'm trying. I gotta piss. I don't care. Okay. Sorry, I'm distracted. It's okay. Should we go to the next article? Yeah, because the coroners aren't actually officially saying that they're dying from the vaccines. Okay, so even the 95%, they, they're not saying that they are? Yeah. Okay. Well, then how do we know? Because the coroner's... Well, that's the thing we know. Okay, so then how can you trust a coroner when they won't tell you how people die? You know, when everybody's, like, bullshitting, especially since this, this coronavirus thing has happened so that they can shut everything down. Mm. Okay, well, that's kind of weird. So, okay, let's go to the next article since we don't know what the fuck we're, this article is really about. I don't know. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene sounds alarm on tortured January 6th defendant jailed in solitary confinement. Okay, is it the way that he's tortured just by being in solitary confinement, or did they do something else to him? But yeah, at least someone's sounding an alarm to that. So yeah, let, let's go. Uh, yeah, let's go into that. This man is being held pre-trial in solitary confinement with serious medical conditions and no treatment. Okay. He didn't kill or rape anyone, hurt children, run over people in a Christmas parade, or illegally invade our border. Okay, why the hell do you have to put the border shit? Like, god damn it. Yeah, I thought that they were reaching like, yeah, you should be in solitary confinement for being illegal. No, I mean, it's like... I mean, it's just like, this is where, I mean, because in a lot of ways, I like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like, I really think she's a, a cool politician in a lot of ways because she's just seems more honest and like she has a little bit more of a heart than a lot of the politicians. But she is just being really fucking ignorant with this. Like, she just seemed like a really ignorant idiot right now because... It's like, it's like, this is the stupidest thing you can say. It's like if everybody's getting pissed off at Bobert, 
for saying what she said, I'd be more pissed off at, if I was them, I'd be more pissed off at Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, because, like, well, she, she wasn't a murderer, wasn't a, uh, wasn't a, uh, you know, didn't, you know, do all this shit that, you know, you'd think of as, as you know, like, if you're someone who's really into morality or something, you would think, oh, these people are really bad. And at least they weren't Mexican. Like, what the fuck? It's like... Yeah, it's pretty it, it, fucked it, it, up I, that she compared murderers and illegals <laughs> in the same sentence. Like, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, no, that's that like, she wasn't a murderer and she wasn't Mexican. Like, okay... That, that just kind of makes you look stupid and ignorant and all that shit that uh, the uh, people that want to bag on you, you know, and, and want you to have all your positions taken out of, uh, you know, all your positions in the departments, which I guess they did take out of all, of, you know, take you out of all your committees. That's just giving them more fodder to, like, want to take you out of all your committees. And it's like... That just makes you look really dumb. It's, I mean, it's like the people that, that consider, like, people that, you know, like it's like the people that consider white dudes that have sex with somebody from another race the same as, as having sex with a sheep, you know? It's like that kind of stupid bullshit, you know? So, uh, I don't know, that's just wacky. Okay, anyway, what else did the article say? (laughs) Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene is urgently calling for activists to rally around a January 6th defendant who she says is being mistreated behind bars. Okay. Pre-trial January 6th defendant Chris Quaglin lost 10 pounds in 10 days. Northern Neck and is in solitary confinement. What's the dude's name? Uh, Chris Quaglin. Yeah, Chris Quaglin. Okay, that's the first time we had his had his name. So like, okay, um, okay. So then, what's the sentence after that one? According to an attachment document posted by Green, Quaglin suffers from celiac disease, but is given a gluten-laden diet daily. Okay. On top of being denied medical treatment, Quaglin reportedly also tested positive for COVID-19 Tuesday. Okay. The website for the Northern Neck Regional Jail in Warsaw, Virginia, shows an inmate by the name of Christopher Quaglin, charged with a federal crime whose bond is denied. Mm-hmm. He rioted on January 6th and deserves justice, not torture. So what else is in the article? 
Read the rest of Representative Green's thread below asking followers to phone the jail asking for help for Quaglin, who she describes as gravely ill. Mm, okay. So, so what's in the... Okay, so is there something below that, or...? It's just tweets. Okay, I mean, would it make sense to read it, or...? Not really. Okay, because I thought it would give people actually information on how they could help this dude if they wanted to help him. Well, the jail number is eight zero four three 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 six four one nine. Okay, did they give any good ideas for sound bites to tell the jail people? Ask that Chris Quaglin be given medical treatment and given a special diet for real celiac disease. No gluten. Right, I don't, can prison do that? I mean, because I don't know, like, how specific they can do diets, because, like... They're supposed to have to give you food that won't kill you. Okay. Well, no, because I'm trying to think, because, like, when I had a, uh, when I was with somebody that was, or, you know, when I was, when I was helping out Samaya, or when I wouldn't mention, or, I don't know, that was a, I did some stuff, but not, probably not as heavy as a lot of other people were, the people that were really, really helping her were doing, but. But it was, like, when, I should say, when she was in prison and she, like, didn't eat pork because she's a Muslim, so they gave her, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, kosher food, and then, like, for, I remember somebody else that was in prison that was a vegan, and I guess their vegan food is really the worst you can get, like, they were saying, if you get the vegan food in prison, it's just, like, rotten, really bad, rotten food, but, uh, yeah, I guess you gotta suffer for your beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Alright, ready to go to the next article? Yeah, let's go to the next article. But, like, she, she, you know, this person that was vegan said, I mean, it was literally rotten, like spoiled, you know, like, food that was out too long and was definitely not safe to eat. That would suck. Yeah, yeah. And then hospitals beg fired unvaccinated nurses to come back to work amid staff shortages. Oh, hey. Okay, um, that might be good. I'm still like thinking of this last article with the with the Quaglin, or Chris Quaglin, and uh, kind of like. So yeah, like this is at least they're pointing out one of the people that's in jail that's going through stuff. But damn, just Marjorie Taylor Greene, if you just didn't equivalent, you know, if you didn't put 
you know, like all these things that people consider heavy crimes in with being an illegal alien, being Mexican or something, that you'd be able to come across better. That was like one of the dumbest things I've ever heard you say. <laughs> but, uh... I'd agree. That's, uh... That, that just it's just dumb but okay that that would make a lot of people just completely hate you now. <laughs> so uh, I don't know that's uh, trying to think where my head's at on on everything it's just uh, more weirdness okay yeah let's, so so the one on the hospital people I guess let's go into that. Only the unvaxxed can save the day. Healthcare workers who were terminated for refusing to get vaccinated are being asked to return in droves as hospitals are reportedly being overrun due to staff shortages. Right on. See, this this bullshit is not enforceable. That's why. That's probably why all these people have said they've taken out the, uh, they've lessened the quarantine. Uh, time for people this shit is not going to be enforceable you got to give this shit up (laughs) but okay these laws are unenforceable you got to give these 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 draconian laws up democrats and republicans that go along with it The calls for help come as the CDC on Monday revised its quarantine guidelines, cutting recommended COVID-19 infection isolation time from 10 to 5 days. The same is happening across the globe with more hospitals realizing vaccine mandates were a shot in the foot. As vaccinated Omicron hospitalizations are on the rise. The viral post appearing on Facebook documented how another hospital worker fired for being unvaccinated was now being begged to return to the front lines. Right on. These vaccine mandates are not enforceable. You gotta give this shit up. Uh, what else did uh... Uh, another lady says I received a surprising email today the post described adding us coerced and shamed ones are allowed to return to work on January 10th while there is part of me that would love to return I love my job and the people patients residents I worked with so much it would be like returning to an abusive relationship the scorned healthcare worker indicated. Okay. See, I don't know. See, like, maybe if that happened, I'd go back just because it's like, hey, you know, th- I've proven to you that this shit's bullshit, you know? 
It's like if it's a big enough victory, because I mean, to me that would be a big enough victory. Like you guys have shown, have proved to yourselves that the shit you were bugging me about was that you fired me for was bullshit. I mean, what else is in the article? Oh, second. Like, that's just too funny, though. I'm still thinking of Marjorie Taylor Greene. They weren't a murderer. They didn't rape anybody. They didn't kill anybody at a Christmas parade, and they weren't Mexican. What the heck? That is so stupid. Okay, sorry. Earlier this month, hospitals in Quebec, Canada, also had a major about-face when they, too, were forced to ease up on COVID rules for hospital workers allowing workers who test positive for COVID to come back to work. Mm-hmm. Political commentator Peter Sweden documented a similar occurrence taking place in another Canadian province. Right on. Hospitals in Alberta, Canada put 1,400 healthcare workers on leave before Christmas before being unvaccinated. Now, there are all these hospitals that are letting people back in Canadian or or are some American? uh, Some are American. Okay, that's good. I mean, again, and now I'm thinking of her saying it's an abusive relationship. It depends on how much they messed with you. Because I'm thinking of when I was in that HUD building and how much the manners at at that HUD building uh, bullied me. Like, even when she was an assistant manager, how much she was bullying me the the whole time. It's just like, come back to me, baby. No, no, no. After I left, I I, I was doing more like coming back just to fuck with her (laughs) You know, like when I'd be when I'd be close to being on the streets, and when I was on the streets, I'd be just fucking with her. And I guess she got fired or or something. Uh, like the last time I was there, but uh, or when I was coming around and shit. But I was being more fucked up to her after I left. <laughs> Probably. But she didn't say nothing to me, you know, because I didn't go in the bill. I didn't go in the building, but I'd say a lot of shit outside the building. <laughs> walking around the building and shit. Anyway, uh, what else in the article? Uh, Give me a second. Okay. 
just picture that song. Baby, come back. <laughs> you can blame it all on me. <laughs> okay, yeah. Could, that could work. I don't know. I think if I was going to do a comeback song, I'd do the equals. Uh, come back. Baby, come back. This is a better song. At least it's got more... <laughs> Got more adrenaline going for it. Oh, you and your adrenaline junkie songs. Oh yeah, you know that's what makes a song good to my mind. A lot of times, there are certain you know certain slow stony songs that are good, but I know there's got to be something to it that uh, makes it something better than mellow, sophisticated player to the band player. Some hospitals in Italy came to the same conclusion this month asking unvaccinated workers to please return to work. Mm-hmm. What do you consider that song? More high energy. That's what it was. What else is uh, in the article? With this new wave of hospital admissions, we are at the end of our tether. The paradoxical situation is that the removal of the unvaccinated colleagues weighs even more heavily on us. On the people who have to fight the epidemic every day. The head of the angiology department at the Padova Hospital... Gian Piero Avruccio stated. A hospital in Melbourne, Australia also reportedly asked unvaxxed staff to return. So even in the most draconian place, they're asking uh, people that... uh, haven't gotten the shot to work, but they won't give them any other freedom. Like, if you're going to get them to work in hospitals, give them their freedom back, too. Yeah. Prove to the country, you know, the country's got to prove that this shit is not enforceable, that these vaccine mandates are not enforceable. With the need for workers reportedly growing more dire by the day, and Biden's vaccine mandate still being held up in court, it's hopeful more hospitals will follow suit, bite the bullet, admit admit they were wrong, and ask their wrongfully were wrongly fired employees to return. Well, let's hope not just hospitals, but everybody else that 
fired a bunch of people over this shit. And including, wouldn't it be nice if everybody that fired people over the over failing a piss test would re- rehire their workers? You know. <laughs> Think that's a pipe dream, Kyle Cash. Oh, well, a lot of things are a pipe dream nowadays. Like, a free country seems to be a pipe dream nowadays, but damn it. <laughs> the pipe dream we kind of got to go for. That's the end of the article. I mean, I still am very stuck on most of my pipe dreams and as as much as uh, Anton LaVey would not want me to be stuck on that, but damn it, there's a lot of pipe dreams that are really worth going for, and and, uh, I'm still going uh, along with a lot of that, (laughs) with uh, most of them. Unvaccinated activists arrested during staged Burger King sit-in protests. Oh, okay. Uh, what's yeah? Let's go and let's get into this. Staged. Okay. Why? Why do they think this is? I'm kind of like why? Why do they think this is staged? What's? I don't get this. I'm wondering whether to believe this one or not. Let's go into this. A group of unvaccinated New Yorkers protesting vaccine passports at a Burger King were arrested en masse by the NYPD. Okay. I misunderstood the wording. Okay, so yeah, this is something real. So, okay. Cool. At least somebody put together a protest there. Right on. And were were they workers or people just that wanted to eat there? Uh, Just people that wanted to eat there. Oh, right on. Hey, hey, that's even, to me, better. I mean, because, like, the workers are protesting when they're about to get fired, but it's good to see more people protesting these these mandates. So, right on. Did they say how many people were arrested? Uh... Or, Or let's just go into the article. Video shows the moment a cadre of masked police officers began arresting the protesters who were staging a sit-in at a Burger King in Brooklyn that was requiring COVID vaccine passports. Right on. What else did the article say? One of the onlookers during the incident was chanting shame on you to the arresting officers. Yeah, right on. I'd, uh, 
good to, to shame the people that have wanted to shame us for all this time. <laughs> As report as we reported, the NYPD has been sycophantically enforcing Mayor Mike de Blasio's I think it's Bill de Blasio, ain't it? I don't know. <laughs> if they say it's Mike, it's probably Mike. Maybe it is Bill, but I thought it was Mike. Maybe they don't know who they're talking about. <laughs> Anyway, de, ba- de Blasio's, yeah. <laughs> Draconian vaccine mandated to an absurd degree. Okay, well, that sounds like New York cops. <laughs> now that we got the next mirror coming up, it'll, they'll probably be even worse. <laughs> Other shocking footage taken recently shows a gang of NYPD officers breaking up a child's birthday party at a restaurant because he didn't have a vaccine passport. Yeah, pretty. The New York cops are pretty lame. NYPD really sucks. Notably, the mild Omicron variant spreading through New York City has resulted in virtually no deaths. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the article. Okay. Well, Ooh, NYPD, you suck. Let's go to the next article. Dina, stop enforcing these stupid vaccine mandates. You suck. But what do they suck? Ooga. Well, yeah. Here we go again. Yeah, probably, uh... A lot of dick was being sucked there. <laughs> yeah, probably while one of them was, was uh about ready to put the handcuffs on him. He's like, search me, I might have something on me. (laughs) Now, a little more to the center. Not the pockets. I think you found the contraband. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna have to confiscate repeatedly. Maybe then things will go a little bit better for you when you get to the station. (laughs) 
And then New York governor drops COVID vaccine requirement for transportation workers citing crew shortages. For what workers? Because right when you said that, the, the phone went out. Transportation workers. Oh, right on. And that was in New York? Yeah, New York governor. Cool. This means these laws are not enforceable. You're going to have to eventually stop all these these vaccine mandates. They're not enforceable. There are too many shortages of workers. You can't just like uh, you can't just push this on everybody. It's not going to work. Yeah, they're just like come back to me, baby. It'll be better this time. I won't whoop your ass every day. It's every other day. Only every other day. Spend a little more time on InfoWars than I planned on. Well, they had some good articles. Yeah, they did. Um, is there any? Okay, we're still in the middle of this one, right? Yeah, technically. Okay, so let's keep going. New York governor drops COVID vax requirement for transportation transportation workers citing crew shortages. Our concern is the individuals who will not want to participate in a mandatory vaccination program will be individuals who would exacerbate the crew shortage problem. We do not want to make it impossible for the New York City workforce to have the proper transportation channels they're accustomed to. Well, good. It's again, proving that these vaccine mandates are unenforceable. Good reason to stop this bullshit. And they ain't got enough replacement bus drivers. See, now, if only that had happened when they were doing the piss testing in the 80s. We could have overturned that shit, too. Or, I mean, they're still doing it now, but if, if we could have stopped piss testing if everybody was as much into stopping this as, as they are into stopping the uh, vaccine mandates. Yeah, I think it's more that's not a life or death situation. <laughs> well, no, but they're making, the, the government's making it look like it's a life or death situation. You know, in the same way, I mean, because this is the same kind of crap, like when Nancy Reagan and the Reagan, you know, the Republicans in the 80s were trying to make Oh my God, someone tested positive for pot on a drug test. This is a life or death situation. It's the same kind of bullshit. True that. 
Anyway, so uh, what else is in the article? New York Governor Kathy Hochul has announced there will no longer be a vaccine requirement for Metropolitan Transportation Authority workers in New York City metro area, citing concerns the rules could worsen an existing worker shortage. Haha, again, even lame Kathy Hochul is, is backing down on some of this. You gotta back down on the whole thing. This whole, these vaccine mandates are not enforceable. Yeah, they're just backing down because those people are required. They're going to push this as far as they can, as long as they can. No, to me, this is the first sign that this thing can break. And and if the same thing happens, because they're doing the same shit in L.A., if the same shit happens in L.A., eventually then uh, uh, the L.A. City Council people are going to have to go against this bullshit. California's deep in the sheep, though. Yeah, well, so is New York. But this is like a really good sign showing that this isn't enforceable. They're going to have to back down on this. We'll see. On Monday, the unelected governor acknowledged that suspending or firing workers. On Monday, the unelected governor acknowledged that suspending or firing workers who are refusing to comply with vaccine requirements would be detrimental to the Big Apple's transportation infrastructure, which is already implementing reduced service schedules. Uh, damn, that sucks. Supposedly, New York was one of the best places for transportation, period, and now they're not as good either? Damn. Our concern, as you mentioned, shortages of crews is the individuals who will not want to participate in a mandatory vaccination program will be individuals who would exacerbate that problem, Hochul said during a press conference addressing the Omicron variant Monday. Mm -hmm. We can't do anything... We can't do anything to create a dynamic where there are no trains picking people up for their jobs in the morning or getting healthcare workers to their jobs in hospitals. So that's the calibration. This is the count from Sesame Street. We are coming back to the Chaos and Air Order Show. I'm your host, Air Order. And I'm Big Bird saying I'm Kyle Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the 
for Palestinian Sesame Street that teaches kids how to be suicide bombers. This is how you slit an infidel's throat. Ah, listen to him gag. Listen to that gurgling. See? Slitting infidel's throats is fun. Praise Allah. Allah Akbar. Now, now we're going to teach you how to strap explosives to a backpack. These explosives will kill you, but you'll go to, you'll go to Shalom. <laughs> and at least a bunch of, a bunch of infidels will be taken out too with you. With, with bombs made out of ball bearings that'll puncture their organs. <laughs> Indeed. We, they call it the religion of peace because we leave you in pieces. Well, when you're dead, you'll finally be in peace. Well, no. Pepper, you're infidel, so you're going to go to hell. But we'll be in peace. The world without you in it. And if you wind up killing some and if you wind up killing some innocent civilians, they'll go to heaven too. If you wind up killing some other Palestinians, they'll go to heaven too. Alright, we're gonna go to Google. Okay, let's go to Google. Although we probably won't have as good of articles at this point, but okay. Now we gotta we gotta get all the sides. So. We will see if we can find some good articles. <laughs> They've been harder to find on in Christmas and New Year's week. Especially with as much as everybody's trying to fear monger. <laughs> Denver area gunman who killed tattoo artist may have acted out scene from his own dark novel. Okay. Um, I mean, cool, but probably, uh, probably someone that I'd see as a, as a, as a, a role model for the next generation. But it's probably not important what we're doing. I don't know. Where's your head at on this? I don't care. Okay, let's go to the next article. <laughs> Part of me is interested because hey, this is these are the kind of people that I that I want to be like. But you know, if I had enough guts. Harry Reid, a longtime senator from Nevada and former Democratic leader, dies at eighty-two. Okay, what what was he known for? Like, what was the most famous thing he did as as a, a senator? I'm wondering. I don't remember him as being a cool senator, so I'm trying to remember if what he was famous for was for fucking us over or what. 
I think he probably was one of the ones that fucked us over, but I don't remember enough, so I, I kind of probably want to see if they'd say anything that he did. Harry Reid, the scrappy former Democratic senator, Senate leader. <sighs> who spearheaded epic legislative battles through three decades in Congress, has died at age 82, according to a statement from his wife, Londra Reed. Okay. I guess, do they say anything about what his epic battles were, or what do you, what do you do? Uh, well, Biden said that he's an all-time great Senate majority leader in our history. Okay, it doesn't... They always say shit like that. <laughs> Former President Barack Obama released a letter he had written to read before his death in lieu of a statement. And it's just some dick sucking, a little hand job mixed in. Like, you know, maybe he, you know. I don't know, like, you know, it's a thing, you know, do, do dead people moan when you, when you give them hand jobs? <laughs> you know, they all said, oh my God, he's, he's starting to get, he's starting to get some, some, uh, some, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, rigor mortis. Yeah, he's starting to get rigor mortis. It's moving. <laughs> he's getting stiff everywhere. Talk about a working stiff. Reed underwent surgery for pancreatic cancer in 2018. It said less than a year later that he was in remission. Supposedly, dead people really do scream when you put them in, in the uh, uh, what do you call it? The uh, when you when you cremate them, they still scream. So, huh. so I wonder if that means they they moan when you when you uh, give them a hand up. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to see what his 
Gira said she like saw her husband or her husband after she died get cremated, and he did scream, and that made her never not want to get cremated. Reed's political career grew with Nevada when the state went from one congressional district to two after the 1980 census. Reed ran for a newly created congressional district around Las Vegas in 1982 and won the general election. Okay, so he's from the early, like right around like a year before I really got into started paying attention to the news. So I didn't start paying attention to the news till spring of 83. Well, he was famous for gridlocking the gridlocking congression well congressional gridlock from what the phone went out republicans argued much of the congressional gridlock stemmed from his hardball tactics but reed often reveled in playing the political bad guy even calling then president george w bush a loser and a liar Okay, well, I mean, he definitely was a liar, so <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right on, maybe he's a good accuser, right on, you know, in that way. But I still don't know if he really did anything. If, I think he might have been one of the ones who screwed us over, if I remember, but uh, I don't remember that much about him, so that's why I'm kind of interested. What else did he, or what, what else did he say? Reed is often blamed for deepening an era of political polarization with I-R-A-S-C-I-B-L-E rhetoric about Republicans and the use of controversial Senate procedures that left traditionalists worried that the No, but that was good because the Republicans had been doing it for so long that it was good to see a Democrat do the same thing. Like that's something I was I was saying back in the early two thousands that if the Democrats played as dirty as the Republicans did, we might be able to get somewhere. And it's like finally I mean, is as far as people without money would be able to get somewhere. And finally in some ways the Democrats are starting to do that. But now they're becoming lame in other ways. But that was one thing that was probably cool about because the Republicans have been playing dirty for so long in this, but from the 80s and the 90s, in, in the 80s and 90s and 2000s, that it's like I wanted to see the Democrats play as dirty as the Republicans. Uh, so yeah, what else is, is in the article? Uh, he brought those same tactics and electoral politics to during 
Obama's re-election bid in 2012, Reid accused Republican nominee Mitt Romney with no evidence of not paying his taxes. Asked by okay. CNN in 2015 whether he regretted the attack, Reid said, I don't regret that at all. Yeah, and that way, I mean, that's cool, but that still doesn't tell us whether he really helped us out or screwed us over in general. But okay, what else is in the article? As much as he irked Republicans, he was often cheered by Democrats for being the last line of defense to Bush and other Republicans. He was a staunch defender of social programs and reflecting wishes of the large Latino community back home, a proponent of immigration reform. Okay, well that part's cool. He's a proponent of immigration reform. And and, and the the handouts were good, but the Democrats are always good at, at giving us handouts. It's just things that are real change that would really change you know, make things better for people without money. It's like we need, I, I keep saying it, if, if the Democrats did the stuff that the, some of the stuff that the libertarians want to do or that are, are doing that uh, the Republicans don't want to do or aren't willing to do that uh, some things that the Democrat that, uh, that some of the things that the libertarians and the and the greens and the peace and freedom people share, then things would go better for us people without money. But uh, okay, uh, what else is in the article? Reed shepherded the centerpieces of Obama's liberal political legacy into law, and he said one of his proudest accomplishments had been encouraging then Senator Obama to run for president. Okay. In back before I, I had a back when I was in my days before I was the Luciferian, people wanted people from the Green Party wanted me to run for office, and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't need to. I'm not trying to have that much. <laughs> not trying to have that much power. Not like you know, that's not the kind of that's. You know, I'd rather have like power over thirty people than you know that kind of being some politician or anything like that. So you'd rather be a cult leader. Yeah, I'd rather be a cult leader. And then there's a lot of circle jerking between him and Obama. Hmm, so... Obama really likes that necrophilia action. Apparently. Oh, look. Oh, it looks like the rigor mortis is starting to kick in. Oh, that's getting me. Oh, Michelle, look, it's getting me a boner. Look at that. We will likely never see another public servant quite like him in personality, command of strategy and tactics, and assuredness. And in cock size. <laughs> okay, sir. 
and marching to the beat of his own drum, Clinton said in a statement. Oh, yeah, no, that was Clinton. And in Cox says, Never be another president like he. My ass is still hurting after the, after some of those long nights with him. The darkest hours of the Great Recession, Reed ushered a nearly $800 billion economic stimulus plan through the Senate. Despite insurmountable rows with most Republicans who said it was too expensive and racked up too much debt. Wait, which thing was this? The $800 billion economic stimulus plan. Oh, yeah, he was still a senator when that happened. Okay. Oh, this was uh, 2008, 2008 one, probably. And if I remember, George W. Bush was behind some of it, at least. Maybe a smaller version of it. Later, he piloted the Affordable Care Act, known as Obamacare, through the Senate using a controversial budget maneuver known as reconciliation to bypass Republican filibuster. Right on. What else is in the article? Uh, in modern-day Washington, the former senator's impact is perhaps most present. In his 2013 change to the Senate rules to prevent filibusters of most executive branch nominations. Okay. So that's why they're trying to totally eliminate the filibuster now. Yep. Which I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> but okay, the Democrats did it to executive branch uh, uh, people. Nominees. <laughs> executive branch nominees. What else is in the article? Since we have so much dead air. (laughs) Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who was frequently at odds with Reid during their lengthy careers, remembered him as one of a kind senator, saying their relationship had transcended political fights. Yeah, the circle jerk continues. And with a dead person, too. Serious necrophilia. Amen oh, to the, that. Stiff, the stiff is getting a stiffy. <laughs> or I guess <laughs> the stiffs already automatically have stiffies. So.
Yeah, so what else is in the article? The nature of Harry's and my jobs brought us into frequent and sometimes intense conflict over politics and policy. But I never doubted that Harry was always doing what he earnestly, deeply felt was right for Nevada and our country. Okay, well, that kind of sounds like a cheesy platitude, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of cheesy platitude going on. That's the the end of the article. Okay. So, okay, he was champion of immigrant reform. That's the most major thing we learned about him. And and he helped teach the Democrats how to play as dirty as the Republicans were in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. And apparently he pushed Obama to run for president. Okay. Let's, uh, I don't know. Cause I'm glad I didn't try to run for any office in the Green Party. That's not something I would have wanted to uh, do. And especially because I probably don't believe in a lot of what, I mean, I believe in some things the Green Party is into, but I probably wouldn't have made it in that scene because I'm more of a, I guess I'd be considered a Green Libertarian if you know, anything, but, uh, and do you have a cold, the flu or COVID-19 experts explain how to tell the difference? Um, kind of like, what is the difference? I mean, I guess a drier cough versus a wet cough and uh, more breathing problems. I don't know. What are they saying? I still don't really know what the fuck the difference between a wet cough and a dry. I mean, I guess a dry cough is one where nothing's coming up. I don't know. Oh. It's a video. Well, I don't know. Would it be worth going into or not? I didn't particularly care for this topic. Yeah, no, let's go to the next one. Because, yeah, if it's a video, I don't know if it's worth going into a full video over something like this. <laughs> Pentagon goes on offense versus GOP on vaccine mandates. Wait, Joe Biden goes on offense? Is that what it's saying? Pentagon. Pentagon. Oh, great. Okay. So, uh... Biden is trying to really fuck with, or no, this is the military people, I guess. Right now, let's go into this article. I think somebody is getting ready to be fucked with. Somebody is about to be fucked with.
The Pentagon is on the offensive after a cascade of Republican lawmakers have pushed back over a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for service members. Okay. The issue has quickly snowballed since early last month when Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt tipped off the battle over who calls the shots in enforcing the requirement for the National Guardsmen. Yeah, so it sounds like, uh, what, what would we say? It sounds like uh, the uh, Democrats are trying are trying to be serious hard asses again. <laughs> yep, you could crack an egg on that ass. Probably. Yeah, what, what else is in the article? The issue has quickly snowballed since early last month when Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt... Oh, wait, I read that. Now with Texas becoming the seventh state to declare they will not impose the mandate on their National Guard, the Pentagon is grappling with how to make sure its mandate is followed and how to prevent further states from piling on and resisting it. Okay. Yep. Got nothing better to do but fuck with people. We're not going to make an active effort here to try to tell other states not to express their concerns. So I don't know plans to proactively reach out to governors on this. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby told The Hill. When asked whether Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin planned to contact governors, he thinks might follow suit. Okay, so he's trying to get, probably trying to turn the governor, like, look at how much power you can have if you go along with this thing. You, you can help the military tighten up on everything. You can make sure your National Guards are tight. You know, you can tell National Guard people what to do. Think of how much power you'll have if you just play ball with this. The only thing I would say is what I've said before. The vaccine is a valid military readiness requirement. It remains such. The Biden administration's vaccine mandate has become a hot-button issue in the military since Austin announced in late August that it would be applied to all defense personnel. The Pentagon chief allowed each military service to set its own deadlines for compliance, with most falling on dates in November and December, the furthest out belonging to the Army National Guards and reserves June 30th cutoff. But Republican lawmakers have repeatedly called for the department to rescind the requirement, arguing or backing a range of claims, including Stitt's stance that the mandate is unconstitutional 
and will hurt national security. Right on. This mandate ensures that many Oklahoma National Guard members will simply quit instead of getting a vaccine, a situation that will irreparably harm Oklahoma's safety and security. Reads a complaint filed December 2nd by the state of Oklahoma in a federal lawsuit. Okay, who the hell? Oh, so the government is, is suing the state of Oklahoma. Okay. Stitt, who in early November 1st asked Austin to exempt his state's National Guard members from the mandate a request which the Pentagon chief denied has been at odds with the department ever since, declaring that he would not enforce the requirement for the Oklahoma Guard. Okay. The battle at its core comes down to the Pentagon's murky authority over the National Guard. While troops are under the Title 32 of the U.S. Code, the law that allows a governor to manage their state's guardsmen unless they are called up for federal duty. The National Guard, which has dueling obligations to both the state and federal government, falls under federal authority when mobilized by the president, as stipulated by Title X of the U.S. Code. Making things more complicated, even while under the Title 32, Guard troops are paid with federal dollars when they receive training or further education. A fact that means they must follow the mandate regardless of duty status, according to defense officials. But Stitt argues that until his guardsmen are called up by the president, the vaccine mandate exceeds Austin's authority. Cool. Not so, Austin shot back, producing a late November memo that made clear all National Guard and Reserve troops, even those on state duty, who do not get the shot could face loss of pay, among other consequences. Okay. And the Pentagon has long made clear that separation from the military was the ultimate punishment should service members continue to resist past their deadlines. That's the end of the article. Okay. Um, well, it de- still doesn't sound like the... I mean, the main thing that the Democrats can do on this is just take away... is cut people's pay over this shit. So, I don't know. I mean, it still doesn't sound like the Democrats are that much on the offensive. I don't know, like, how do you, how do you feel from reading this? Do you think they're really that much on the offensive so far? Nah. 
Yeah, no, that, so that, that headline is kind of a misleading headline to what's like they're trying to figure out if they can do an offensive and they're not able to do much of an offensive. Again, showing that these uh, vaccine mandates are unenforceable. Hey, but I'm passing out, so I'm going to call it a day. Okay, way cool. So I guess uh, tune in next time when we talk about how we're being screwed with and how we're trying to stop ourselves from being screwed with. Like these, uh, like these uh, governors trying to stop the vaccine mandate, which most of these articles, with a few exceptions, have been about that. But, uh, okay, um... What's uh, what should we name this one after? I'm trying to think. Okay, there was the one about the the Democrats trying to stop the vaccine. I think what did we cover just uh, we cover. Okay, did we cover anything else besides Harry Reid and the uh, Democrats trying to stop the vaccine mandate in this segment, or was there something else we covered, or were those the two only two ones we covered in this segment? Yeah. Well, I okay, wasn't so, really paying attention. Okay, so what should what should we name this one after in your mind? Nah, just this last one, you know. Okay, okay. So, how do we word this one? You know, Democrats trying to find a way to be on the offensive instead of the defensive on uh, trying to enforce vaccine mandates or, or I don't know like I, I'm trying to how should we word this maybe there's a better way to word it I don't know <laughs>